What follows is the third part of a retelling of the events of a previous adventure set in the world of Gregoria. Some events have been restructured, reordered and streamlined, but the final outcome remains the same. Part 3. How Krampus Stole Christmas Every elf down in Christmas liked Christmas a lot, but Krampus, locked up far north of Christmas, did not. Krampus hated Christmas. The whole... Wait a minute. Hello? Who's there? Hello? What? You can't be here. You're not real. I'm as real as can be, mate. That's enough out of you. Ow! Hello, everyone. My name's Jack Frost, and I'll be telling this story from now on. No more poems or plays or songs from that pretty bastard. I'm going to tell the whole thing exactly as it happened. And I was there, so I know. I planned the old bloody thing. No more gimmicks. No more lies. This is the story, all about how Christmas got flipped turned upside down. So if you got a moment, just sit on your ass. I'll tell you why Krampus is king of Christmas. Damn it, I said no more gimmicks, and I meant it. Let's start over. I decided before the old king was dead that his son Noel had to die too. The younger brother, Klaus, would be far more manageable and I already had him under my thumb. Problem was, powerful as I am, I was too well known to move on my own. People would notice. People like the Elf on the Shelf Law Enforcement Agency and the Christmas Angel. That bitch is always watching. So I had to use my contacts and put together a team of specialists to carry out my instructions and do the job for me. From spring, I got the April Fool and the Night M, which is short for Mordred. That bastard was famous for killing King Arthur, so he definitely had the necessary experience. Me and the Fool go way back. We both just love causing misery. I also needed a couple of locals who could walk about the place without getting noticed. Noel was making a lot of people upset with all his new ideas so it wasn't hard to find people who wanted him gone. I got in touch with the Boxing Day Abbot, and he sent me one of his best pugilists, Doug the Dragonborn. No one will fight for a cause quite like the religious, eh? Then, in a stroke of luck, I saw a young elf, Peppermint, sat with this look on her face that told me she would tear the moon from the sky to get justice done, watching a chain getting wrapped round the door of the reindeer stables. What about Krampus? Oh, right. Him. Well, early on, I decided that if I was going to get this thing done, I would need someone to take the blame. Someone the people of Christmas, the EOS agency, and the Christmas angel would hate and fear by default more than me. So I broke him out. He was a shadow of his former self, wretched. Still intimidating enough to do the job, though. Anyway, once everyone was together in my club, I told them the plan. To blow up Noel Kringle and put Klaus on the throne. And set them to do a simple task. Swap some barrels of sand for barrels of gunpowder, without being seen or causing any trouble. What could go wrong, right? Well, on the west side of the mountain in the Yuletide Club, where you can drink something strong and eat some nice grub, I was chilling in the back, relaxed and ice cool, when in comes M. Dug M. the April Fool. They said a couple had died and the job had gone bad. I almost killed them all because I was really mad. I threw one spear of ice and they all got scared. I said, you're lucky I've always got a backup plan prepared. 
I said no bloody songs. Make me do that again and I'll freeze the water inside your eyes. Okay. Sorry. Plan B made things much more complicated. It meant I had to somehow bring Peppermint and Krampus back to life and source some more explosives. Luckily, I already had people on the way who could solve both issues. Soon to be King Klaus could use one of his Christmas wishes to bring back the dead. And I knew a guy named Sam July, a weapons expert from summer, who I'd promised to sell my club to if he helped me with the job. The resurrections went well, and Klaus even threw in a second wish to bring everyone to their full potential. Krampus actually looked like he did in the old days, millennia ago, back when we used to ruin lives together. Sam July arrived with a load of extra bang, and we were all set to get the job done. Of course, though, there had to be one more wrinkle. While Klaus was on his way home, he was assassinated by the same bastard who ruined the barrel swap. Maybe Billy. We were able to track him down and kill him before he could cause any more trouble. But with Klaus dead, the damage was already done. I had to move to Plan C. So I whistled for the gang and when they came near, I could see in there... No, hang on a minute. <sighs> My eyes. I warned you, you've only got yourself to blame. Plan C was a bit more drastic. So much so, I decided not to tell anyone else about it. It wouldn't be enough just to blow up Noel anymore. Now we had to bring down the whole North Pole, and the mountain with it. You see, for anyone who doesn't know, the North Pole used to stick right through the middle of Christmas Mountain and up into the sky for miles. It was a beautiful thing, made of different coloured crystals and always shimmering with light. So we went into the mountain before it was late, and I yelled to the local, yo-ho, see you later. I trapped them behind me and I headed inside with the Spring Boys, Explosives and my friend Sam July. Hmm. <laughs> my bones. You messed with me and I froze your bones. Happy? No. Anyway, there was a bit of a tussle at the centre of the mountain when the boys from Spring realised what was happening and had a change of heart about all the deaths that would be involved. Krampus even managed to find his way down to us and attack me. I managed to hold off everyone long enough for Sam July to get the job done, and then made my escape. Pretty sure everyone but Sam got out alive, plus of course the thousands of civilians who died when the mountain crumbled. From what I heard after, Peppermint rescued all the reindeer in time, and Krampus somehow managed to find the crown of Christmas in all the wreckage. He declared himself king of course, and then repopulated the ruins with his own fiendish folk. Now, I've got to get going, because everywhere I go, I'm hunted by the Christmas angel. And it won't be long till she finds me here. I'm sure this sorry bastard will wrap up once he's thawed out a bit. Yo-ho to wherever! Thank you for listening to the Christmas Game Recap. I hope you found something to enjoy along the way. The final form of part three wasn't quite what I planned uh, because I left far too much unsaid in the first two parts and it was never going to fit into a short poem. Session zero of We Need to Catch a Dragon is set to take place this Saturday. So soon after that, I'll be releasing a more detailed story trailer and maybe some character introductions and introductions to the players and things. If you have any feedback or questions for me, you can find me at jack underscore true on Twitter or email me at itstruejack at gmail.com.